This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, where I honestly just walked through the door. I've been outside. I got my my wintry scarf on, braving the elements. I had my had my mask on when I went in public. So allow me to get a little more comfy. I was acquiring beef for the Beef Wellington. I will be making for Thanksgiving. Yes, Sparkles took me to the grocery store. And when we pulled up, she said, Don't talk to the hippie! Apparently there's a man out front. She said he was a libertarian, which, like... Made me want to talk to him even more. But she but she insisted that I not talk to the hippie. I like arguing with libertarians. I think they're awfully stupid. So as I'm walking out of the grocery store... The man asked me if I'm registered to vote. And I'm like, of course I am. And he said, well, you can do your part to help fight for democracy here tonight. And I'm like, I totally wanted to fucking go talk to the dude. But I... I just, I just got here. I just fucking got here. If I had talked to that dude for any amount of time... I would not have been on time for the Troll Patrol. But he asked me if I wanted to do something tonight to help democracy. And I'm like, I am doing that. I'm doing a show called the Troll Patrol. I wish I'd had like a card. I could have went over and been like, hey, he looked a little dirty. I don't know if I actually wanted to bring him to my studio. He also wasn't wearing a mask as he stood out front of the grocery store talking to people. And had a gigantic white beard. So I'm not sure if I would want to invite him to my studio to have a... He was a... But who am I to judge a dirty hippie? Look at me. Can I really lob the insult dirty hippie at somebody else? But beef has been acquired and I didn't realize how stoned I was. Sparkles and I took several bong rips and I got incredibly stoned. So maybe I'm high enough for this shit. What are we going to be talking about on the show tonight? I don't even fucking remember. Because Sparkles and I got incredibly high. Um, oh, We're going to listen to Biden talk. It's like 10 minutes of Biden. I don't think we're going to get through that. Fucking just watching the Christmas tree with the horsies. Uh, make their way to the White House yesterday was far more entertaining than the like minute of Biden we watched. We watched like fucking six, seven minutes of the horsies. 
We watched like a minute of Biden and it was excruciating. There are senators, bipartisan, Rand Paul joining with Bernie Sanders to try to block a Saudi Arabian arms deal. The Justice Department is defending Section 230 protections against a Trump lawsuit. Oh, I got a really funny story here about the GOP embracing natural immunity. This followed by the actual, it's a shot in a chaser, right? So GOP embraces natural immunity. I follow that story with seven anti-vax doctors get sick after COVID conference. But apparently, according to Axios, Americans are ready to play COVID roulette with the holidays. We're going to watch The View talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. That should be that should be fun, just because I, I'm like fucking lazy and that was seven minutes of content that we could watch The View argue about Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm sure... I'm sure it's going to have some funny moments, but unfortunately, Megan is no longer there. My crush when I was in high school. Megan McCain and I are about the same age, by the way, so... He was in high school when I was in high school. That was like... McCain. I was president of the Young Republicans in high school, for those of you who didn't know that. Um, this would have been in, around the 2000 election. I was very hardcore John McCain in 2000. I was heartbroken that Bush won the primary. Okay, so the thing about me being elected young Republicans is there was a dude that really wanted to be. I was a, I was a joke. Making me the president of the young Republicans was totally a joke just because somebody else in the class really wanted to be it. And like all his friends denied him the ability to be the president of the young Republicans by voting for me. Republicans have never offered me beer. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe the conservatives across the pond offer people beer. Oh, they've got some weird cult over here. You don't want no part of the United States conservatives. Such as the people who were the organizers of the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville who are on the hook for millions of dollars in damages. Oh, we're going to we're going to hear from Amand Aubrey's mother about the horrendous treatment by the defense in the McMichael and uh God, I always forget the other dudes. It's it's brothers named McMichael and then the other dude is like Brian, James James Brian or Gunner Brian or some some fucking weird shit. Some white people shit. Smokey, get out of the curtains. Kevin Spacey owes millions in damages for breach of contract from House of Cards, a show that I loved up until Kevin Spacey, uh, we found out that he was a, uh, um... What would you call it? 
an unsavory character, uh, a rapist. Uh, speaking of rapists, um, Kevin Spacey in the news. Accused masturbator. Louis C.K. has been nominated for a Grammy. I don't know why. Like, I didn't enjoy the... I am a Louis C.K. fan. I've seen Louis C.K. live. Oh, his Christmas videos are always weird. If Kevin Spacey puts out a Christmas video, we're so watching it. Weird Al has had to issue a clarification about his newest single. People have been a little confused. We're gonna go into the we're gonna go into the deets on that one. Apparently Matthew McConaughey is leading polling to be the next governor of Texas. And I wanted to do a turkey video for the end of the show, but I wanted like, you know, a pet turkey. I didn't realize I typed, you know, turkey into the fucking Google machine. Click on like latest videos. It's all fucking, it's dead turkeys. It's very dead turkeys. That is all the latest videos of turkeys. But I found one that warmed my fucking heart. Quincy the turkey is going to shop for his own snacks. I think you're all going to fucking love that. But first tonight, let's hear from Jinsake. Who went back and forth with old Deucey motherfucker about Biden's plans for Thanksgiving. Biden says that he's trying to help who are struggling this week to cover the cost. I ain't high enough for this shit. Thanksgiving I'm pretty goddamn high. The president is going to take a few days off at a billionaire's compound in Nantucket. Well, first I would say, I don't know if you've cooked a turkey before, but a 20-pound turkey is a pretty big turkey. I think we can all agree. They're about $1 more. Uh, So not to minimize that, any increase in prices is something the president is concerned about, as is evidenced by his announcement today and as his efforts to push forward on additional relief for the American people. But I just want to be clear. Additional relief for the American people? They're about $1 more for a 20-pound bird. That's the first time I've heard of any of this. What additional relief? Working to make sure people have more money in their pockets to address it as the economy is turning back on. But the president said today that he was sent here to look out for these working and middle-class families who are strained right now. So what should they read into him leaving now at this time of uh, great personal financial... Fuck over the Natives Day is a much more apropos name. Well, first I would say, Peter, that uh, I hope you're spending time with your family. I'm spending time with my family. I hope everybody in here is spending time with their families. This is a time to put politics aside. I'm going to be with my friends, and that's... I I will also tell you from spending... Doing my own tradition, so I don't don't know. If you like like spending time with your family, do that. From wherever he is, on any vacation, on any time uh, he is in Delaware, at Camp David, or wherever he may be spending time with his loved ones uh he has secure phone uh capabilities his crackhead son with him and i think the american people can be assured that he will continue to press to lower their costs and ensure they have more breathing room go ahead monica so she doesn't mean relief is in like more stimulus checks i don't know maybe he announced something earlier today that 
This week, I was not aware of Americans, including some of this is Biden's pre Thanksgiving address to the nation. I don't know that we're going to be able to make it all the way out. I'm up pulling Biden to go to sleep during it. Celebrate Thanksgiving. As they do, I want to take a moment to talk about the economy, both the progress we made and the challenges we remain that we have to face. We made historic progress over the last 10 months. Unemployment is down to 4.6%. Where's my pot? Two years faster than everyone expected. When we started this job, it was over 14%. Wages are The rising. advanced child tax credit. More people. There you go. I like it. Businesses than ever before. Slips my mind because I'm not getting it. But yes, that is a boom to. Since I became president on January 20th. Working families. There's a lot we can be proud of and a lot we can build on for the future. But we still face challenges in our economy. Disruptions related to the pandemic have caused challenges in our supply chain, which has sparked concern about shortages and contributed to higher prices. Moms and dads are worried. Well, I, I've been looking uh, towards Europe right now, and we're seeing just fucking cases skyrocketing of COVID. So I don't, I don't know that that bodes well for the United States in the near future. We're, we're having our own wave right now in the northern part of the United States. Here in the here in the south, it's calmed down, but fucking we went we went through a gigantic wave. I I, I worry about like where we're headed because it just it seems like there's no more mitigation efforts in place, especially not where I'm at. The vaccine mandate was all we had, and the the court has held that up. I don't know, but like even Europe uh, has higher vaccination rates than us. What what country was it? We were re- was it Austria? We were reading about last night had like the exact same vaccination rate as us, and we're seeing a spike in cases. But he's just talking about like ah, oh, we're we're getting the economy back going. Asking, will there be enough food we can afford to buy for the holidays? Will we be able to get Christmas presents to the kids on time? And if so, will they cost me an arm and a leg? I told you before that we're going to take action on these problems. That's exactly what we're doing. It starts with my port action plan. Uh, I think think if we're lucky, it becomes endemic by next summer. 40% 40% of the goods, for example... It's almost certainly going to be endemic Coast, by like the spring of 2023. Los Angeles and Long Beach. To help ease the congestion at these ports, I brought together labor and management and asked them to step up and cooperate. To move from operating the ports at 40 hours a week at those ports to but, I mean, he's not he's not even day, talking about mitigation efforts. He's talking about, you know, ramping up the economy. Other key ports, including Savannah, Georgia... And on the East Coast, on the East Coast, and to help reduce congestion and undo damage caused by COVID. We also met with the CEOs of Walmart, Target, Home Depot, TJ Maxx, and others. Those retailers, large retailers, and others agreed to move products more quickly. This would have been such a good time to have a leader who said, like, you know, let's step back. Let's take the commercialism out of this. We're having these supply chain issues. Fucking, let's make sure everybody has uh, enough to eat this this Christmas, this 
holiday season. Let's not worry about material things and fucking shit that's being shipped from China and stuff. That's never going to fucking the, the last the last president that even remotely tried to say anything about like tightening our our belt, lowering our dependence on foreign oil and shit. Like he got the boot and he got tarred and feathered. Would have been a good time to fucking you know. When you had the kids at a school to say, hey, let's, let's focus on family time and do outdoors activities and, and shit like that. But no, it's all about trying to get the economy going as fast as we can. Open everything back up. Bullshit. Stock the shelves more quickly. And by the way, you may have heard the CEO of Walmart yesterday on the steps. Fuck the CEO of Walmart. Whatever he said, I'm against it. Enterprise and government working together has been really successful. He went on to say all the way through the supply chain, there's a lot of innovation because of the actions we've taken. Things have begun to change. And the quote in the past. Oh, yeah, Walmart has sucked off the government tip for fucking decades now. Movement are down by 33 percent. Shipping prices are down 25%. More goods are moving more quickly and more cheap. I know. It's a shame. A lot of companies can't even get into the black until they get into so Christmas time. Concerns a few weeks ago, there would be, uh, there'd not be ample food. It shouldn't be that way. So it shouldn't, it sh- we shouldn't have this kind of a system. Families can rest easy. Grocery stores are well stocked with turkey and everything else you need for Thanksgiving. And the major. I got beef, sir. Confirmed. That their shelves will be well stocked in stores this holiday season. And that's good news for those moms and dads who are worried about whether the Christmas gifts will be available. It goes for everything from bicycles to ice skates. You know, today, though, I, I want to address another challenge that families are facing. And the one I think they're most focused on right now. High gas prices. And this it's not the just the government-subsubsidized employees. It's like most of the shoppers are government-subsidized. They can only afford to shop at Walmart. In France, at the end of the last month, it reached about $7 per gallon. In Japan, it's about $5.50 per gallon, the highest it's been in years. Of course, it's always painful when gas prices, gas prices spike. I have potatoes. We have potatoes for for Thursday. $3.40 a gallon. You shouldn't shop at Walmart. The impact is real. But the fact is we faced even worse spikes before. I mentioned you're not having potatoes, but I wouldn't say the name of the store last night. Gasoline hit $3.90. Fuck Walmart. We saw it in 2014 when it hit $3.69. And as recently as 2009. He said 69. We saw it surpass nice. $3 in many places. The fact is, we always get through those spikes, but we're going to get through... And you liked Target better, faster. didn't you? But it doesn't mean... As if it's any better. ...buy idly and wait for prices to drop on their own. Instead, we're taking action. The big part of the, of the reason Americans are facing high gas prices is because oil-producing countries and large companies have not ramped up the supply of oil quickly enough he should have said we're taking action and then pulled out like the fucking shades like he was Jason Sudeikis' version of him. Demand. 
And the smaller supply means higher prices globally, globally for oil. To address these issues, I got on the phone with leaders from other countries grappling with this challenge to try to find ways to lower oil prices and ultimately to, to the, the price you pay at the pump. So today I'm announcing that the largest ever release from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to help provide the supply we need as we recover from this pandemic. I'm actually surprised addition, he didn't pull this card earlier. Other nations to contribute to the solution. India, Japan, Republic of Korea, and the United Kingdom have agreed to release. There, there is there. definitely a do more as well. difference in demeanor of Biden depending on, like, turn helps ease prices. The bottom line, his mood or the time of day, I don't know what it is. To moderate the price of oil. An effort that will span the globe and its reach and ultimately reach your, cor- your corner gas This is a more focused Biden, indeed. I've worked hard these past few weeks in calls and meetings with foreign leaders, policymakers, to put together the building blocks for today's global... The military ain't going to get that money if Bernie Sanders well, has, his, uh, has his way about it. not solve the problem of high gas prices overnight. It will make a difference. It will take time, but before... It would long, be fun to watch it stop live on TV, just sputter... And in the longer term, we will reduce our reliance on oil as we shift to clean energy. But right now, I've got two cans of whipped cream. Done to reduce. I almost, I almost got high on one of them the other day. Class and working families that are spending much too much, and it's a strain. And you're the reason I was sent here to look out for you. There's another issue that's to be. I wanted Bernie as well, because the fact is the price of oil was already dropping prior to this announcement. And many suggest in anticipation of the announcement. The price of gasoline in the wholesale market has fallen by about 10% over the last few weeks. But the price of the pump hasn't budged a penny. In other words, gas supply companies are paying less. Moderate. I mean, Joe Biden is still of that ilk. The third way Democrats. If the, gap the ones that saw Carter get slaughtered past averages and thought they had to pander to business interests. Cents less per gallon right now, as I speak. Instead, companies are pocketing the difference as profit. That's unacceptable. And that's why I've asked the Federal Trade Commission to consider whether potentially illegal and anti-competitive behavior in the oil and gas industry is causing higher prices for consumers. So we can assure the American people are paying. Some green energy would certainly bring some uh, prices down. I also want to briefly address one myth about inflated gas prices. They're not due to environmental measures. My effort to combat climate change. Yeah, what environmental measures? Gas or increasing its availability. It, what is that's what I that's what I would say. How could it be about environmental measures when you haven't taken any cars like the one I drove in the GM Detroit? the GM factory in Detroit last week. For the hundreds of thousands of folks who brought one of those electric cars, they're going to save $800 to $1,000 in fuel costs this year. And we're going to put those savings within reach of more Americans. I'm sorry, I've subjected you guys to this. I can't believe I haven't taken a hit while he's been talking. Clean power generating devices. And by the way, deploying these technologies... For each home where they're installed, it's going to save folks an additional hundreds of dollars in energy cost every year. Let's do that. Let's beat climate change with more extensive innovation and opportunities. We can make our economy and consumer.
Well, you know, Dip, since you brought it up, that is, he is indeed, the release of the strategic reserves is giving the middle finger to OPEC, but on the other side, Biden is planning a $650 million weapon sale to Saudi Arabia. Strange bedfellows on this one. In Washington, D.C., a bipartisan group of senators has introduced a bill that would block the Biden administration's planned sale of $650 million worth of weapons to Saudi Arabia. Republicans Rand Paul and Mike Lee joined independent Senator Bernie Sanders as co-sponsors. In a statement, Senator Paul said, by participating in this sale... We would not only be rewarding reprehensible behavior, but also exacerbating a humanitarian crisis in Yemen. The United Nations warns the Saudi-led invasion of Yemen and naval blockade has led to the worst humanitarian disaster in half a century, with millions displaced and a step away from starvation. So... Thank you, Rand Paul, for once. I won't say for once. Sometimes he ends up on the right side of issues. Here's McConnell's response. Well, good afternoon, everyone. To the Biden. Is inflation, 90% of... Oh, my... Yes, I saw the thing about Dr. Oz, and apparently he has a shot. Americans believe inflation is the number one problem in the country. I I wonder why they believe that, Mitch McConnell, when so much money is spent by fucking millionaires and billionaires on propaganda campaigns all over fucking Facebook, from the Blaze, the TPUSA, all the the different media outlets, the Fox News, the Newsmaxes, they've all been screaming about it. Just like just as soon as they started screaming about CRT, you get a bunch of parents showing up at schools and they're like, see, the parents are concerned about this. Yeah, they're concerned about it because you planted the fucking idea in the idiots' heads. The other side have described this as uh, transitory or easily dealt with. Um, I think all the indicators are that it's only going to get worse. Just to give you one tangible example in my state, Three-quarters of a million people in Kentucky depend on natural gas or propane to heat their homes this winter. For many of my constituents... Propane, propane! In some cases, between putting food on the table and staying warm. This could not be a more challenging problem confronting America. And as we all now know, this was created by this administration... By dumping almost $2 trillion on the economy through the American Rescue Plan, and even liberal economists who actually like what they're trying to pass now, the reckless tax and spending spree, admit that on this issue, it will only make it worse. I do not know what he is talking about. I want to know what economists are saying that the rescue plan caused inflation. Because I, every economist I saw said that the rescue plan actually kept the economy afloat. That it would have been a much worse downturn and that we were able to bounce back much quicker. Much quicker. I think that the data is indi- indicative that more money 
would have yielded better results. But what do I know? The Justice Department stepped into former President Trump's lawsuit against... Hey, 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 I'll do this. I'm better at it than you. The Justice Department stepped into former President Trump's lawsuit against Facebook on Monday to defend Section 230, an Internet communications law criticized by both Trump and his successor. The department intervened in a lawsuit that Trump brought against the social media giant for suspending his account in the wake of the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Monday's filing notes that the government is stepping in for the limited purpose of defending the constitutionality of Section 230C, the 1996 law which protects online platforms from liability for content posted by third parties and allows them to conduct good-faith content moderation, was a favored target of Trump during his term. He argued the law gives cover for platforms to discriminate against conservatives, an allegation that has yet to be substantiated. The former president signed an executive order aimed at dismantling the law, but the order was revoked early into President Biden's term before any concrete action was taken. Biden has not positioned himself as a defender of Section 230 either. He called for it to be immediately revoked on the campaign trail and has not publicly changed that position as president. I, I do not understand what what legal argument they're making about 230 in the context of Trump being kicked off of the platform. He Is he saying he should be able to sue to get his Facebook page back? Because that's, that's just bullshit. But I mean, like, fucking, it's the GOP. They embrace bullshit. The GOP embraces natural immunity as a substitute for vaccines. Republicans fighting President Joe Biden's coronavirus vaccine mandates are wielding a new weapon against the White House rules, natural immunity. Not a new weapon. Rand Paul has been saying that bullshit for quite some time. They contend that people who have recovered from the virus have enough immunity and antibodies to not need COVID-19 vaccines. The concept has been invoked by Republicans as a sort of stand-in for vaccines. Florida wrote natural immunity into state law this week as GOP lawmakers elsewhere are pushing similar measures to sidestep vaccine mandates. Lawsuits over the mandates have also begun leaning on the idea. Conservative federal lawmakers have implored uh, regulators to consider it when formulating mandates. Scientists acknowledge that people previously infected with COVID-19 have some level of immunity, but that vaccines offer a more consistent level of protection. About 30% of people who get infected with COVID do not develop the antibodies to be able to fight it off. It is very unpredictable. Natural immunity is also far from a one-size-fits-all scenario, making it complicated to enact sweeping exemptions to vaccines. 
That's because how much immunity COVID-19 survivors have depends on how long ago they were infected, how sick they were, if the virus variant uh, they had is different from a mutant circulating now. For example, a person who had a minor case one year ago is much different than a person who had a severe case over the summer when the Delta variant was raging through the country. It's also difficult to reliably test whether someone is protected from future infections. To illustrate the point, I give you seven from anti-vax doctors COVID conference fall sick within days. That includes Bruce Burroughs, who claimed Ivermectin was keeping him healthy and said he wanted to smack his own father for getting the vaccine. Right-wingers and morons. Absolute dumbest fucks walking the planet. To hear the fringe doctors who gathered at an equine facility. And it was at an equine facility? Seriously? The horse pace jokes write themselves. To hear the fringe doctors who gathered at an equine facility for the Florida COVID summit earlier this month, ivermectin is as effective against the virus in humans as it is against worms and horses. I have been on ivermectin for 16 months. My wife and I, Dr. Bruce Burroughs, declared at the end of the meeting at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, I have never felt healthier in my life. I'm amazed he's not shitting out his intestines. Two days later, the 71-year-old cardiologist, he's a cardiologist, fell ill with COVID-19, according to the organizer of the one-day gathering and two other people with direct knowledge. The organizer, Dr. John Little, further reported to the Daily Beast that six others among the 800 to 900 participants had also tested positive or developed COVID symptoms within days of the conference. People are considering uh, if it was a super spreader event. In the next breath, he dismissed the very thought with an emphatic no. This is according to Dr. John Little, who organized the event. Little conveniently decided that those with COVID were already infected when they arrived at the summit, where no masks or social distancing were in evidence. Well, I do think some people that were already infected did arrive at your summit, yes. I think they had gotten it from New York or Michigan or wherever they were from. It was really the people who flew in from other places. Yes, that's how that's how that's how viruses you're a doctor. Yeah, that's how viruses fucking spread. People bring them from other fucking places. You you want people to come to you had a conference. Do you know what a conference is where you want people to come in from other fucking places?
Little added. Everybody so far has responded to treatment with ivermectin. Bruce is doing well. I cannot wait to report to you guys this this motherfucker's death. Burroughs remained seriously ill at his Key West home, according to people who know him, but who asked not to be identified. Burroughs himself did not respond to phone messages and emails. However, Burroughs is faring. There remains the question of why he became seriously ill in the first place if ivermectin is the wonder drug the anti-vaccine crowd claims it is, rather than primarily a treatment for parasites and head lice in humans, as well as a horse dewormer. He had been taking the drug since the summer of last year for what he described as a personal research project. We just get up and take my deworming medicine. Now, apparently, Americans are perfectly fine with playing COVID roulette this Thanksgiving. Sounds like the worst party game ever invented. This is an Axios story. Two in three Americans will celebrate this Thanksgiving with friends or family outside their immediate households, and about half of those say their gatherings could include unvaccinated people, according to the latest installment of the Axios-Ipsos Coronavirus Index. Vaccinations and booster shots are giving more people confidence to resume traditions like sitting around a packed table with masks off. But many are doing so with heightened awareness of what they don't know when it comes to their holiday companions. This year, 31% see a large or moderate risk in seeing friends or family this Thanksgiving, way down from 64% a year ago. People's assessment overall uh, of overall risk of returning to their normal pre-COVID lives is also down, with 44% seeing it as a large to moderate risk this year, compared with 72% last year. We're just in a holding pattern, said Cliff Young, president of the Ipsos U.S. Public Affairs. They're going to Thanksgiving because they have to. They have to see their family and friends. It's human nature. But Americans are still deploying mitigating strategies. I can't tell. Small gathering for me this Thanksgiving where I'm cooking beef Wellington. I'll let you guys know how that how that goes. Content warning for this next one. We're gonna check in with the suspect in the Wisconsin Parade. What the fuck would you even go? He fucking mauled some people with his car during a parade. I've already seen the right wing make all kinds of accusations about this dude. This little little Wayne looking motherfucker. This is case number twenty one CF eighteen forty eight. This happened just a couple of hours ago. Matters tapped to Judge Lau. Daryl Brooks. Good afternoon, Commissioner. Sue Opper and Leslie Basie appearing for the state of Wisconsin. Thank you. And for Mr. Brooks. 
Daryl Brooks appears in person in custody with attorneys Anna Keyes and Jeremy Perry. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. And we are Apparently here. he was already wanted for running somebody over with a car earlier this month. He has received a copy of that complaint and will he waive its reading in open court here today. We have received copies of the criminal complaint. We waive formal reading. Thank you. Um, it may at some point uh, be relevant, but the address on the complaint is accurate. That's right. Thank you. And Mr. Brooks, I have reviewed a copy of this criminal complaint. I will find it does state probable cause as to each of the five charges before you. You're charged in count. Five counts of homicide. That's a First degree crime. intentional homicide. It uh, has a maximum possible penalty of being sentenced to uh, imprisonment for life. That's for victim A. Count two, first degree intentional homicide regarding victim B, uh, is a class A felony. Again, the maximum possible sentence. This is like Dennis Prager's younger brother or something? Is the judge over here? Intentional homicide regarding victim C is again a class A felony. And that's punishable by a sentence uh, to imprisonment for life. Count four, first degree intentional homicide regarding victim D. Again, is a class A felony, and that's punishable by a sentence of, uh, to imprisonment. Yeah, pretty sure this dude's going away for a while. What we know about the suspect accused of killing five in the Wisconsin parade, the man authorities say drove his SUV into a Wisconsin Christmas parade, killing five people. I think it's now six. I think uh, another child succumbed to their injury. Injuring dozens more had a long criminal history, court records show, including an allegation that he had used a vehicle as a weapon just weeks before. Here's what we know so far about Daryl E. Brooks Jr., 39, of Milwaukee, who faces five counts of intentional homicide after the deadly rampage Sunday in Waukesha. Attempts to reach Brooks's family and neighbors were unsuccessful Monday, and a person who answered the phone at a number associated with his address hung up when a reporter identified herself. It is unclear whether Brooks has an attorney in the Wukesha, uh, in the Wukesha case, and a lawyer representing him in other cases said they will not do so in this case. For the incident on Main Street in Wukesha on Sunday, Brooks had been fleeing the scene of an alleged altercation involving a knife, a law enforcement official said. It was so convoluted. When we watched that last night, I'm like, what, what are they trying to say? Did he stab somebody? Was he fleeing somebody that had a knife? When police arrived at that scene, the official said, he fled in the red SUV that was later seen speeding down the parade route. Before Sunday, there appeared to be two open cases against Brooks in Milwaukee, both accusing him of acting violently toward people connected to him. He has pleaded not guilty in both cases, and a lawyer representing Brooks in those cases, Joseph Damask, not dumbass, Joseph Damask, declined to comment. Just weeks before the parade, Brooks was accused of domestic abuse and using his vehicle as a weapon. The 31-year-old woman who had a child with Brooks had told authorities that he had came to her motel in Milwaukee on November the 2nd, yelled at her, and took her phone before driving off, according to a criminal complaint. The woman walked toward a gas station, and Brooks followed her and told her to get in. He refused, and Brooks struck her in the face with his fist, according to the complaint. 
When she walked away, Brooks ran her over with his vehicle. Officers noted that the woman had dried blood on her face, a swollen lip, and a tire tracks on her left pant leg. Police went to Brooks' home and saw him getting out of a maroon Ford Escape. According to the complaint, he ignored police commands to stop and ran into the house before being arrested. Brooks was booked into the Milwaukee County Jail on November 3rd and released on November 16th. So, wow, just let out a few days ago. Several days after paying his $1,000 cash bail and just five days before the parade, the bail amount was inappropriately low in light of the nature of the recent charges and the pending charges against Mr. Brooks. The office of John Chisholm, the Milwaukee County District Attorney, said in a statement on Monday, the office is conducting an internal review of the bail recommendation it made, the statement said. Chisholm's office called the bail recommendation inconsistent with its approach toward matters involving violent crime as well as the risk assessment of the defendant. Chisholm's office did not immediately respond Monday to questions about who made the decision to set the amount of bail and whether officials were reviewing any other bail recommendations as a result of this case. I assume he ain't making no fucking bail this time. Brooks' path to the parade on Sunday was littered with run-ins with police and the justice system dating back more than two decades. His criminal history stretches back to at least 1999 when he was charged with battery and later convicted. Court records and filings show in the years that follow uh, came battery allegations, drug charges, counts of resisting law enforcement officials, some traffic violations, and other charges. That, that, other than battery, nothing sounds that, that awfully bad. Oh, he drug charges? He resisted some stupid pigs? No, I don't care about that. Now, closing arguments in the McMichael case started earlier today or ended earlier today, I'm sorry, jury deliberations started earlier today. The jury wrapped up about an hour and a half ago, I do believe. It has been wild to hear what the defense has done. I will let Amand Aubrey's mother speak about what she feels about the case. Maude Arbery's mother, Wander Cooper-Jones, joins us now along with her attorney, Lee Merritt. Uh, Ms. Cooper-Jones, I thank you once again for being with us tonight. I've heard defense lawyers, prosecutors over the last several hours say it was just out of line what the defense attorney said about your son, the, quote, long, dirty toenails. For you as a mother, it prompted you to get up and leave the courtroom. What was going through your head? Um. Thanks for having me as well. Um, it was very, very disturbing. I thought it was very, very rude. What a stretch for a character assassination. He had long, dirty toenails. My son had a huge hole in his chest where he was shot with that shotgun. She chose not to to, to recognize that, that that gunshot wound, but take a, pay attention to the actual, his long toenails. Why'd you get up and go? I was afraid that I, it was, I just was afraid. Um, I sat there for the last two weeks 
and let them dehumanize my son who wasn't doing anything wrong the day that he chose to, to go for that afternoon job. And after he's deceased, they go as, as far as describing his, his toenails as being long and dirty, despite, like I said earlier, that my son had a huge hole in his chest where he was shot with that shotgun. Very I mean, I haven't paid that close of attention. But, like, it looks like the defense has done a really horrible job and that the prosecution has been tight as fuck. They did, the, the defense did a good job of striking, like, all but one of the jury is a, you know, a white person. I just, I, it seems like one of the most slam dunk cases ever, but... <laughs> The U.S. justice system is fucked up. Speaking of which, let me hit the content warning again on this one. Rittenhouse's defense renews focus on the case of a 17-year-old who killed her abuser. That was the first thing I said when he was acquitted. It was like the number of cases I know of, of women who killed their abusers, their rapists, their pimps. And we're convicted. Tell me that self-defense laws are bullshit. The aftermath of the Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal in Kenosha, Wisconsin last week, advocates are turning back to the case of Crystal Kaiser, who is also arguing it was self-defense when she killed her adult sexual abuser, set his house on fire, and stole his car in 2018. Kaiser, who was 17 at the time, is accused of shooting Randall P. Voller III, that sounds like a dickhead's name. Randall P. Voller III shot him in the head. Voller had previously been arrested on child sexual assault charges. Kaiser was released from jail in June of 2020 after groups such as the Chicago Community Bond Fund raised money to pay her $400,000 bond. Good Lord, what a high... But I mean, like... Shot somebody in the head, set fire, but god damn! Prosecutors say the killing was premeditated. But what's notable in the case is that Kaiser's lawyers are invoking a self-defense argument that has never been used in a homicide case in the state before. Originally, Kenosha County Circuit Judge David Wilk said that Kaiser could not use the affirmative defense argument in the case because it involved homicide. But Wilk's decision was overturned by an appellate court that ruled that, per a state statute, Kaiser can argue affirmative defense in her attorneys can sh- if her attorneys can show that her actions against Voller were a direct result of the trafficking she experienced. Wisconsin Supreme Court is currently reviewing the case. Protesters spent the weekend chanting the names of Rittenhouse's victims as well as Kaiser's name. Their argument uh, is that if Rittenhouse successfully argued his case claiming self-defense, then Kaiser's case should have the same outcome. Crystal Kaiser was in the building advocating for her justice too, Democrat State Rep. David Bowen said. And we didn't hear any of y'all, and we didn't hear anybody that was out making noises for Kyle Rittenhouse. Kaiser's case also brings up a test of how the law can oftentimes not apply equally to everyone, particularly black girls and women like Kaiser. B. 
be nice if we had some sort of um, legal theory that, you know, people in positions of power had to, like, learn about when they go to law school. Some sort of, if it was critical and it, and it dealt with race, maybe, like a critical race theory, perhaps, that you teach people in law school, that might be a really good fucking idea, actually. Somebody needs to get on that. Kyle Rittenhouse was the topic on The View. Apparently, Sonny Hostin... Had a pretty good uh, breakdown. Let's check out the video. On Friday, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty on all charges, further deepening the divide in America. Now, some call this a blatant proof of a double standard in justice. Others say his lawyers proved his case for self-defense, and Rittenhouse gave his side of it in an inch. I. I almost played it yesterday on the show and I didn't, but I watched the interview where uh, Rittenhouse's lawyer was on with Chris Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo is the CNN guy. Fuck it, he's a damn good attorney. Uh, Take nothing away from that guy. Very bright guy. Did seem like he was... uh, was distancing himself from the right-wing fervor around Rittenhouse. That he he did his job, and beyond that, he does not agree with the circus surrounding Rittenhouse. Interview airing tonight with Tucker Carlson. Take a look. This case has nothing to do with race. Um, it never had anything to do with race. It had to do with the right to self-defense. Right. Um, I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. Does Crystal Kaiser have the right to and self-defense? Why did you go there with a gun? Sorry. No, no. I mean, it's the it's the question. If you support, it's the question. Why did you go there with a gun? Yeah. Have him on. I would love to. I would love to see Kyle Rittenhouse on the View. Brooks, the former president CEO of NAACP, he said, "What the case says legally may be good for Kyle Rittenhouse." I'm just calling him Rottenhouse. I almost said Rottenhouse. Um, what it says culturally is dangerous in terms of radicalized violence. I mean, this is going to have serious repercussions, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. we can talk the legality of it and everything else, but mm-hmm. to me, it's like I can't go and protest now without worrying right. that some nutcase is going to have a gun, cross a state line, and come and shoot me. That's or mow you over with a car. Republicans have been trying to legalize that in states across the country. I really believe in it. It's a very it's American right. thing. It's your and constitutional you, yeah. you need to be there and you need to speak your mind because people in government don't always listen to you. Yeah. And so that is my fear now, that he has opened Pandora's box with some crazies out there. 
Well, well it's definitely a story that's going to be very divisive because it's very hard for a lot of people to imagine themselves in Kyle Rittenhouse's shoes, right? Why would you go to this community? Is, is this the token conservative now? Also, a lot of Americans where it's hard for them to see. I don't know this person. In the shoes of the other people in this story. And, and you also have a lot of people who are getting very different sets of facts about this case. Mm-hmm. There are many Americans who have probably been watching bits and pieces on the news, and they may know a little bit, but they probably don't know that the thing that got thrown at Kyle Rittenhouse at the beginning of all of this was a plastic bag, that that's what instigated some of this. But there are also people that don't know that the person who he first shot wasn't there protesting to try to reform the Kenosha Police Department, was a disturbed man who was there sort of instigating some violence toward him, shouting things at him, shouting slurs at the crowd. He was off his meds, that guy. And so there's just a... The only people that really got all the facts in this case were the jury. And they didn't come to a rushed decision. They spent days deliberating on this. I gotta say, you know, getting... If it was... (laughs) If getting a bag thrown at you constitutes a reason to be shot dead... Exactly. sure. (laughs) uh, Most Americans... Slurs in a bag... I, I, I don't think that most people... And this gentleman was also not well. No. This was a guy who was not well. And, of course, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't know that. Yeah. But if you have a, a big old gun and somebody throws something at you, I don't know if shooting him is the right way to go. Well, there's a thousand reasons wow. why Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been where he there was. Were, there were several things that the jury didn't get to hear. It wasn't as simple as a plastic bag, by the way, with that uh, uh, Rosen. This is the conservative. Uh, the prosecution's witness said on the stand that he had witnessed Rosenbaum that night threatening him because they didn't show up at a peaceful protest. The protests had been during the day. Mm-hmm. What this was was the part where there were fires and some rioting and bad faith actors like Rosenbaum, who I'm not saying deserves to be dead. But I think there's more to this story. And if you watch the headlines, I, I'm a little shocked at how quickly everyone jumped to a certain story that when you read into it, there were different facts. Yeah. And I think that's the part that they say it wasn't about an expensive legal team. I don't know how expensive his legal team was. Legally speaking, in Wisconsin, this was a pretty cut and dry case of self-defense because in the videos, this is no longer just witness testimony, the videos show him running each time and turning around, which they said, legally speaking... Except that he ran, the, he came there to initiate Agreed, that's what I'm saying. Violence. You shouldn't yeah. have... That's a problem. You he started... Like, I don't believe in open carry. I'm not a gun person. I don't believe... There was a legal technicality about the size of the gun. Everyone said this judge. is a stupid right. law. Like, yeah. all those things can be true at the same time. Yes, if it is, if it is legal for him to be able to carry that gun, that is a stupid fucking law. No, he wouldn't be alive now. Um, look, I don't, I don't, I, I disagree that it was a, a cut and, and a cut and dried case of self-defense. Um, I think that when you certainly go um, to a place with an AR-15 style style weapon, um, that um, and you shoot someone and you're running away from that shooting and people are are um, running after you because they think you're an active shooter. Um, I don't. I don't know that that is a cut and dry self defense case as right. to the second person and, and the third person. But all, all that being said, something that I said um, d- about, during the show last week was that this is, I think, indicative of where we are 
as a country, right? This is sort of a bellwether of where we are as, as a country. When you have people now, I think, that will be afraid to exercise their constitutional right to protest yeah, because uh-huh. now this country really has said so many Yes, the view is still on. This is like yesterday's episode. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse as this hero of the Second Amendment, as this hero um, of, of self-defense. And I think people now will think, well... God damn indeed. I'm not high enough for this shit. And under the cover of law, kill me. Do you think he was at the protest part of that, though? Because I, when we first heard the story, we heard he came to a protest. We also well, there heard were, he had all these different details. When you see what's actually happening in all these videos... There were four days of protests, right? Yeah. Jacob Blake was shot on Sunday. Seven times, yes. and he is paralyzed because of that. On Monday, there were protests. Yes, there and, were protests. And there were um, uh, a very small group, a very, uh, they say it was about 1% of the crowd, uh-huh. um, started burning some buildings, yes, no question about it, and started ransacking some buildings. Mar- Martin Luther King said that a riot is the voice of the unheard. Yeah, and I think that's, and I think why that's what we saw. Tuesday, when this happened, just two days after the shooting, car- uh, the protesters were corralled by the police, and they were shot and tear-gassed uh, with mm-hmm. bu- bu- uh, pellets and, and also, of course, tear-gas. Um, was Kyle tear gas. part of that? Let me, Kyle- let me stop you because I mm-hmm. want you to finish the story, but sure. we got to go, so we'll come right back. Oh, oh, oh. We get cut off. We're here still talking about yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. Fucking network TV. I was just saying, you know, this has been framed as as all rioting, and that's just not the case. So you, you've got a shooting of Jacob Blake on, on Sunday, Monday, protesting, but then, yes, there was a very small group of folks um, that, um, you know, uh, burned down some buildings, ran... Shitty-ass network TV and their commercials. Don't get that shit on streaming. To do. He was going to protect property. Apparently, right. it was a, a used car lot. Right. He had no affiliation with that car lot, no right. ownership interest, but that's what he was responding to. Okay. During On that Tuesday, uh, there were police uh, uh, f- there were police members that were, um, I guess, firing I, shots. I think Wooby looks pretty good for her age, doesn't she? She's getting up there. And also tear gas repeatedly right. at protesters, right. trying to disperse the crowd because right. they have imposed a curfew. And that is what Kyle Rittenhouse started. started. So, so the notion that this was a riot, that the, there were days and days of riots, no. it's just not really an accurate I don't think framing, that's what anyone's opinion. saying. I think there were protests. And well, there were a the lot part. of people saying that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. I'm just saying I recognize that there were... Oh, there's a lot of right-wingers. That you see in these videos, you even hear... Before, they burn Kenosha down. Fires anything, you hear guns going off. Like, it, there was a lot... And it's all on video. Yeah. It's so well, let me, t- let me show you what got me, the thing that no one really was talking about. Is she that old? The father of Anthony Huber. One of yeah, the- we'll be going to look however she wants. Put things into perspective, for me at least, and on CNN. I, just, I don't, there's never been a time that Wooby wasn't around. He's now a hero. And this is my son right here. This is Anthony. You know, we lost our son. And there's no justice right now for our family. And there's no closure. And there wasn't going to be justice in that Kenosha court with that judge. And now he... I, he Ain't that the truth? Right. He was trying to... He saw Stop an active, active shooter. shooter. Right. You know, right. he saw someone get shot. He thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah, she looking good for 66. Even, Black don't crack. I, I, even all the excuses in the world does not change the fact 
that three people got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Two people were murdered. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's murder. I'm sorry. And I, and um, I, I, and I, I never will. For, I'll never forget that man. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I'm sorry, Arby. That was that was probably me. Like I I said like I made the joke about network TV and then I hit the ads. Like I literally did that on purpose. Yeah. And I was surprised at that because. Rittenhouse I thought I was being funny. He didn't know that one, um, you know, may mental have uh, molested yeah. a, a yeah. child or another one uh, had mental issues. He knew none of that. All he knew was that someone else was on the other side of his AR-15. Yeah. And we need to keep that in mind. But yeah. clarify who the one was who molested the child. That was, the, that was not a guy who was there protesting for Black Lives Matter. No. We, we do not believe so. He and, had gotten and, out of a mental institute. Yeah. And, and there's another notion. People are saying this is not about race. It's not about race. But we do have to remember that he responded to a... a, a a protest about yeah. racial injustice. And right. so that is a part of this. And instead of, you know, protesting, well, he was... Kind of makes it seem like he's on the side of the racist. is more important than life. Wouldn't it be a really interesting twist of all of this? I mean, we saw Kyle Rittenhouse going on. He's going on Tucker Carlson's show tonight. And the clip that's yeah. come out is him saying... He's got a documentary. Lives matter. Wouldn't it be a really interesting twist if Kyle Rittenhouse comes out of all of this and instead of becoming sort of a cause celeb of, of the right wing, he comes out and says, I've been in the justice system now. I've, I have been someone who's been a defendant in a courtroom, and I believe Black Lives Matter, and I want to support criminal justice reform. Do you if think we're really going to see that? I have no idea, that? but I think it's... In- Ain't never going to happen. Ain't never going to... Ha- He's going to have a, a Let's Go Brandon shirt on. He's going to be hawking merchandise with Ben Shapiro on the Daily Wire. Yeah, the documentary is, is going to be insane. Fucking Tucker already making fucking wild-ass documentaries. It's interesting that he said Black Lives Matter. And you know what? If he does that, he'll never be on Tucker's show again. Well, and 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 let's remember truth. That's why it's never going to happen. I was filming a documentary during the entire trial. I have never for that. He, I don't know because I've never seen anything like that. And who offered him a job? Matt Gates, I believe. Uh, Matt Gates. So he's becoming this. Several. It's not just Matt Gates. They've all tried to outdo each other. It's like Madison Cawthorn, Matt Gates, uh, fucking uh, 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 Paul Gozar. All the fucking shittiest Congress people have all. What does that tell you? When 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 the white supremacist fucking Congress people are offering this asshole jobs, what does that tell you? Hey, kid, come intern for me. Because it actually now involves everybody. Wow. Black yeah, people, white people. Bobert challenged Cawthorn to a sprint. Yeah, because Cawthorn had challenged Gates to something or other. Everybody. Cawthorn's on wheels. Why would... What, are you making a joke? Or is she that fucking stupid? <laughs> Oh my god! I can't even tell anymore. Is that real life? No fucking way. No, she said she'll arm wrestle him. That makes more sense. 
Exactly! A sprint is fine! She would lose a sprint! He's on wheels! I this whole this whole thing this is this is all too crazy. At uh, the jury's verdict here. Now, I do have some colleagues on the Hill who have, um, just like me, offered Kyle Rittenhouse an internship. She was on with Sebastian Gorka. He said that he would arm wrestle me uh, for this uh, Kyle Rittenhouse internship. But Madison Cawthorn has some pretty big guns. And so I would like to challenge him to a sprint instead. Let's make this fair. <laughs> uh, how, how about I offer? How about I offer this? Allow me to arm wrestle. He's on wheels. A good arm wrestle, and I would be happy. Madison's a buddy. I'd be happy to, to arm wrestle him on, on your behalf. Computer, and I am so thrilled at uh, the jury's verdict here. Now I. And the exploitation that's going on. Like I feel sorry for this kid at this point. Like I know, like he's a, he's he's a, he's a murderer, but like what they're going to, the right wing machine is going to chew him up and spit him out. And like the they are going to exploit him to the max. and it is gonna be sickening to watch. I don't, I don't know, Scrappy, like, fucking, if I had to guess, he'll become like a, a drug addict or something, you'll find him under a bridge. I, there, there's a lot of baggage there, and what he's going to go through in the right-wing media over the next year or two is going to be outlandish. Get ready for him to be paraded everywhere. All the photo ops with him. Oh my God, he could he could very well be a figure going into the 2022 congressional races. Jury finds organizers of the deadly Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville liable for millions in damages. Jury ruled on Tuesday that a number of prominent white supremacists and associated organizations were liable for damages from the deadly 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. You may remember it as the rally that Trump said there's fine people on both sides. However, the rally was literally organized by a neo-Nazi group. According to the jury, the plaintiffs in the case, counter-protesters and town residents seeking damages for the physical and emotional injuries caused at the protest, proved that the defendants, including a number of prominent white nationalists, violated a Virginia conspiracy law in advance of the event. 
Evidence entered in the trial included social media posts, text messages, and online chats between the event's organizers. Among the defendants were rally organizer Jason Kessler and Richard Spencer, who was thought to have coined the term alt-right. Look at him. Doesn't he have just the most punchable face? Jury in the civil trial known as Signs versus Kessler heard testimony for four weeks and took three days to deliberate, eventually awarding more than $26 million in damages to the plaintiffs. It was a partial verdict, however, as jurors could not agree whether the organizers were guilty of the federal charge of conspiracy to commit racially motivated violence. They marched through the streets with tiki torches chanting Jews will not replace us. I would have thought that video alone would be enough evidence to convict them on that. Because it was a civil case and not criminal, the jury needed only a preponderance of evidence to find the plaintiffs liable. Integrity First for America, the civil rights nonprofit that brought the case, celebrated the ruling. This case is in a clear message. Violent hate won't go unanswered, the organization said in a statement. And at a moment of rising extremism, major, major threats to our democracy and far too little justice, the case has provided a model of accountability. Speaking of other pieces of shit, Kevin Spacey, who used to, God damn, I fucking hate this because he was one of my favorite actors. The man's a good actor. You can't, you can't deny that. I loved House of Cards. I love political dramas. Never even finished the show. Not that, uh, uh, um, What's her name? Fuck, I don't even remember her name right now. She's excellent. I just like... I lost interest in the show. Christmas video hype! For those of you who don't know, uh, Kevin Spacey has made some really creepy Christmas videos the last few years. Hopefully we will get another fantastic Christmas video. Veep is a... I turn sparkles onto Veep. I'm like, you gotta watch this show. Fucking brilliant. But you can't watch it, like, right here with me. You gotta, like, watch it by yourself. So you really pay attention to it, because jokes come at you like... You get into season three of that show, that's some of the most brilliant television ever written. Love Veep. And the entire cast is just... just bravo, everybody. Excellent. Kevin Spacey has been ordered to pay $31 million to the studio behind House of Cards following his firing from the hit TV show. The 62-year-old actor played politician Frank Underwood in House of Cards for five seasons but was written out of the sixth and final season after sexual misconduct allegations halted production. Arbitrators have now ruled in favor of MRC, the production company behind the Netflix production, finding that Spacey violated the terms of his contract, ruling that the actor will have to pay $31 million for his breach of contract. According to Deadline, arbitrator Bruce Fredman, Friedman 
ruled in favor of MRC over a year ago, but the details of his rulings remained confidential until Spacey was denied his motion for appeal. Ooh! Tough day to be you, Kevin. Also, tough day to be Brian Laundry. Apparently, he's got a he's got a little chunk of his head missing. Brian Laundry died by suicide. The autopsy report reveals the 23-year-old Florida man's disappearance sparked a nationwide hunt after the disappearance and death of Gabby Petito. I was hoping something wild was going to happen, that the parents helped him fake his death or some shit. I still think some 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 funny business went on there. I don't know what it was. But I was really hoping for some, for some, like, real third act twist shit. Oh, he's still alive. They found him. His parents were in on it. Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle have been nominated for Grammys. Is cancel culture canceled, says TMZ. Maybe it was never a thing to begin with. Maybe the Grammys aren't really indicative of anything other than the views of insiders. It's also about paid promotion and trying to rehabilitate images. Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle both grabbed Grammy noms. Despite their individual battles with cancel culture, a signal maybe canceling people is on the wane. The Academy announced its picks on Tuesday. Louis received a nom for Best Comedy Album and Chappelle for Best Spoken Word Album. Of course, Twitter was quick to react, mostly full of people who had had it up to here with C.C., CC. Oh, cancel culture. I like that they include the fucking tweets of people saying maybe cancel culture is a myth made up by Fox News to drive the culture war. I did not like uh fuck what was it what was the name of it hold on I have it so uh sincerely comedy central would have been a good guess sincerely by louis c k i uh I didn't make it all the way through it and I, I like Louis C.K. And I'm like, I think he gets to come back. I don't think he was ever, like, canceled. Closed captioning would be... We would have accepted closed captioning as well. It would have been a perfectly fine answer. Now, Weird Al Yankovic has had to issue a clarification... To everybody that's congratulating me right now on my new Kid Rock parody video, let me clarify, that's not me, that's actually Kid Rock. 
Apparently Kid Rock has an anti-cancel culture video uh, called Don't Tell Me How to Live. And it is an attack on snowflakes. The extensive list of complaints makes Kid Rock look like a snowflake himself as he rages against millennials. Okay, okay, hold on. Carbon copy is the CC in emails. Hold on here. Let's open the Spotify up. I gotta hear this. I've not I've not heard the Kid Rock song yet. Oh, yeah, I'm in the wrong slot to do that. I'm sorry. Oh. I got to watch the video. Well, I got to turn. I, like, I can't give you guys the audio. Okay, hold on here a second. Let me set it up. I'll, I'll turn on the video. Millennials made Kid Rock. That's exactly right. Okay, here we go. Let me translate for you. Fuck all you hoes. Detroit till I die, motherfucker. Bullshit middle finger. Now this is uh this is Monster Truck. I've actually seen them in concert. Oh, you got to shout out your previous hits because, you know, what have you done for me lately here, Mr. Rock? Devil's at a Cause came out when I was in high school. It's like you're, you're hanging on to your high school glory, sir. It's sad. I don't mind the song, honestly. No, you're not, because I want to get paid. <laughs> you're not supposed to be hearing this. I'm I'm hearing it, though. The devil. ha, <laughs> Oh, we got that breaking news inside of the... I thought this was a parody. No fucking way. Kid Rock joins the space race. 
Oh my god, there's more of this? Oh, what the fuck? I don't, like... There hasn't even been words for the last minute, minute and a half or so. Oh, there's some man titty. So I've actually, I've seen Kid Rock in concert, but like the tickets were free. And I got really fucking drunk and I do not remember jack shit about it. And I spent most of the fucking concert outside. The song is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I've never, like, I've never been, like, against Kid Rock. Right? So, like, uh, I don't go out of my way to listen to any fucking Kid Rock songs. But, like, there are there are some that you... I don't like the, like, the Warren... He, like, tried to cover or uh, he sampled the Warren Zevon song. Or maybe he even, like, fucking covered it. No, no, no. He sampled it in the song. But, like, he's a stupid motherfucker and he's a poser. And I don't like stupid motherfucker posers. I wish stupid motherfucker posers could feel embarrassment. But hey, a stupid motherfucker poser might actually be the governor of Texas. I saw a picture of him with like uh, vanilla ice goddamn hair. Like that was hilarious. Matthew McConaughey says they love me in Texas and he leads in the polls to become the governor. Matthew McConaughey could win the Texas governorship if the election were held today, according to a new poll. He hasn't even said if he wants the gig. So here's the breakdown. Governor Greg Abbott versus Matt It's Abbott at 35% with Matthew McConaughey at 43%. Beto O'Rourke versus Matthew McConaughey. It's Beto at 27% with Matthew McConaughey at 49%. Now, weirdly, in a three-way race, Abbott wins with 37%. Oh, my God. That's really what they'll want, isn't it? I mean, if Matthew McConaughey could actually win, but like, if, is is he being pushed to do this to be a spoiler and make sure Abbott wins? If Matthew McConaughey could win, I mean, fucking Texas could do fucking worse. They certainly have. 
I'm sure he would do a way better job than Greg Abbott. Hey, it turned out fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually a decent governor and turns out to be a fucking decent guy. I don't know if he still considers himself Republican. I'm not sure how any decent person could consider themselves Republican at this point. All right, you know how I like to wrap things up and it's Thanksgiving week. So I wanted to do a turkey video, but not a turkey video of like a turkey getting eaten, a turkey getting treated like a fucking king. This is Quincy and Quincy gets to go to Tractor Supply and shop for Quincy's own fucking snacks. Oh, they moved it around on him. Look how cute this fucking turkey is. I hope it makes any of you guys feel better. I hope any of you that are planning on having turkey for Thanksgiving feel bad after watching this video. I, on the other hand, a man of culture, eat beef because cows are like shitty animals. Poor turkey doesn't know where the fuck he's going to. The store has pulled a mind fuck on this turkey. He can't find what he wants. Well, this turkey does. <laughs> you wanted the big bag. I you say that, but like I've got I've got a video of a cat fucking picking out his own meat. All right, if you're watching on Twitch. Oh shit. Watching on Twitch, you're you're gonna go hang out with uh, Polly people. I I I like turkey in uh, certain instances. There's a there's a barbecue place like right here over my shoulder. There's a barbecue place and it has a smoked turkey and it's fucking awesome. Oh my god. 
If you're watching on Twitch, you're going to go hang out with poly people. You're going to go hang out with poly people. <laughs> oh, shit. I might be here tomorrow. I might not. I don't know. I might have company here tomorrow. I might not. Who knows? Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. Happy Thanksgiving, fuckers. <laughs>